Good morning. The first reading for this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 to 3. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And the second reading for this morning comes from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 1 to 11. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Thanks, Debbie, and good morning, everyone. My name is Mark. If you haven't met, I'm one of the, the pastors here at Trinity Church Modbury, and the, the start of the year is always, it's always a bit exciting and energizing, I reckon. It's, it's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. There's a, there are lots of possibilities. Uh, it's a chance to set new goals to work towards, um, not just in our personal lives either, but as a whole church family. Um, as Stephen shared before, there's lots to be excited about with the church year coming up. Um, we've got our, our community groups and our kids programs and our youth group getting into full swing. Uh, we've got Ben, who we, we heard from just before starting his apprenticeship. Uh, we've got new flowers up the front as well. I don't know if anyone noticed them. They look, they look quite nice as well. Um, and we've got great things happening around our church network as well. So Trinity Church Power Hills is launching at their new venue um, as we speak. Uh, Trinity Church Campbelltown are commissioning Dave Harrington. Many of you will know Dave uh, from his time here as their new associate pastor. Um, and so what better way for us to kick off an exciting 
new year as a church family than by diving into the book of Acts, um, which in a sense is uh, the story of the very first church launch 2,000 years ago. And Acts chapter 1, which we read just before, really sets the scene uh, for where the, the book as a whole is heading. Jesus tells his disciples, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts is basically part two of Luke's gospel. So um, Luke, who lived at around that time, wrote a, a biography of the life of Jesus, which um, today we call the Gospel of Luke. Uh, he wrote it to a guy called Theophilus. Uh, he based it on eyewitness accounts that he'd put together. And his purpose was to carefully investigate whether they could be certain of the things that they'd heard about Jesus. Uh, and Luke begins the book of Acts as well by, by referring back to this first book that he wrote. Now, Luke's Gospel takes us in the footsteps of Jesus as he journeys towards Jerusalem where, where he will die on a cross and be raised back to life. And then Acts picks things up where Luke part one finishes with the message of Jesus going from Jerusalem to all parts of the world. Uh, right at the end of Luke's gospel, we get this little summary of Luke and a little preview of Acts as well. Uh, Luke tells his disciples this is what he's written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Um, that, that's the message of Luke's gospel. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So that's part two, Acts, which is where we're diving into. And as we spend the next few weeks in Acts, we're, we're going to see God begin to build his worldwide church as this message of Jesus spreads. My prayer is that as we, as we go through it, it will deepen our trust, it will weaken our pride, it will widen our vision, and it will remind us that we still face the unfinished task of seeing more and more people come to know Jesus. And so we're launching 2024 as a church in step with God's mission to see Jesus' death and resurrection proclaimed to the ends of the earth. And so firstly, we're launching in step with Jesus. Now, Jesus wasn't just a character who was killed off at the end of Luke part one. Acts is all about Jesus. Luke wants us to know for sure that Jesus really died and he really rose from the dead. Now, he tells us after his suffering, Jesus presented himself to his apostles and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. And it's important because as we'll see throughout the book of Acts, the, the news of Jesus' death and resurrection is absolutely central. People need to hear this good news about Jesus. They need to turn to Jesus and have their sins forgiven. Salvation is found in no one else but Jesus. Only Jesus can save people. It's only through him that anyone can come into a relationship with God. As we journey through Acts, it becomes clear that the, that the goal of the church isn't to become an influential political kingdom. The goal isn't to be popular or, or culturally relevant or get high attendance numbers for the sake of it. The goal isn't to become a big charity 
organization. No, the purpose of the church then and now is to see more and more people come to know Jesus and be saved for eternity. And we, walk, we, we work towards this purpose with the coming return of Jesus firmly in our focus. Uh, so in the passage that we just read, we heard that Jesus was, was taken up into the sky. The, the apostles are gazing up into the sky as he disappears. Um, and then a couple, of, a couple of men, a couple of angels come along and, and they say to, to the apostles, why are you standing here looking at the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. And so right from the start of the book of Acts, before the news of Jesus' death and resurrection is, is preached, this return of Jesus is in our sights. He's coming back one day. We don't know when, but until he does, this message needs to be proclaimed. And so we launch 2024 with the prayerful goal of seeing more and more people put their trust in Jesus while they have the chance. Wouldn't it be great to see 10 people in our local community come to know Jesus this year? And wouldn't it be great to hear from our mission partners about people all around Adelaide and all around the world coming to put their trust in Jesus? Students at UniSA Mawson Lakes coming to know Jesus through the ministry of AFES. People in Roxby Downs coming to know Jesus through the ministry of Bush Church Aid. People in Asia coming to know Jesus through the ministry that Dave and Tab are involved with there. That's a great vision to set our sights on. But if we left it there, it could be tempting to think, or to fall into the trap of thinking that it's, it's all up to us, or it's all up to our mission partners to reach people for Jesus. And that's not at all the picture that Acts gives us. Acts reminds us that we launch in step with the Holy Spirit. Jesus tells his apostles they'll be his witnesses when they receive power from the Holy Spirit. He tells them, don't, don't head out from Jerusalem just yet. Don't, don't go out just yet to preach about me. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Uh, this mission of reaching people for Jesus, it is way beyond the apostles. It's way beyond us. In fact, as, as Stephen said before, the mission of reaching just one person for Jesus is way beyond us. Don't even try this without the Holy Spirit, Jesus is saying. It's through the Spirit that Jesus is present with everyone who follows him. We receive the Spirit as we accept the message of Jesus. And Jesus and the Spirit are, are different persons within the Trinity, but, but they work together. And you may have noticed the, the passage that we read just before, that Jesus gives instructions to the apostles through the Holy Spirit. They're, they're working together. Um, a little bit later on, on in Acts, we'll even see that um, the Spirit is referred to as the Spirit of Jesus. Their work is inseparable. And that's because the work of the Spirit is to illuminate Jesus. It's to help us 
to see Jesus as he really is, to empower us to live for Jesus. Uh, Throughout Acts, as we read through it, we'll see the Spirit giving wisdom, guidance, and boldness to speak about Jesus. We'll see the Spirit transforming people to be more like Jesus. Uh, And sometimes, as the gospel message breaks new ground, we'll see the Spirit come on people in spectacular ways, as if to validate that these people really, truly do belong to Jesus. Launching in step with the Spirit means that we can proclaim Jesus with full confidence, but also with humble dependence as well. Because we know that our job is to proclaim the message. But opening someone's eyes to recognize who Jesus is, well, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And so, As I think about people I know who have come to know Jesus, particularly later on in life, my reflection is that God almost always uses people to make it happen. There are, there are people that play a particular role. It might be the, the next-door neighbor or the old primary school friend. But he also acts in ways that, that no human being could ever take credit for. It's not a case of someone just cleverly saying the right thing to convince them that Jesus is real. That There are always things happening behind the scenes that, that no one could have predicted or expected. Um, now, the Holy Spirit can be a bit of a, a, bit of a divisive topic in churches. Um, Christians can have different views on um, what exactly he does, how much we should focus on him. Well, Acts chapter 1 makes it clear that we utterly depend on the Spirit. There, there is no getting around that. We are powerless without Him, and we ought to acknowledge that and, and be conscious of that. And yet the Spirit isn't our primary focus. He empowers us for the purpose of making Jesus known to us and making Jesus known to others. It's a bit like we, we depend on light. You know, we, we utterly depend on light to see anything. We, we would be blind without it. And yet we don't spend all of our time thinking about how great light is. We look at what it is that the light reveals to us. And in the same way, we, we honor the Holy Spirit by doing what he was sent to help us to do. Looking at Jesus. Living for Jesus. Making Jesus known. And so we're launching this year in step with Jesus. We're doing that by launching in step with the Spirit. And we're also launching in step with the apostles. Jesus' plan was never to to restore a political kingdom to the nation of Israel by sheer force. He's very clear that's not what he's doing here. His plan was to work through human messengers to build an everlasting kingdom. And when Jesus says uh, to, to the apostles, you will be my witnesses um, to the ends of the earth, he, he is specifically talking to his apostles here. Uh, those are the, the 12 men, minus Judas, who we'll hear a bit more about next week, who he had especially set aside to make himself known. Uh, so before we take these words as instructions for us today, we need to keep in mind that the apostles had a ministry that was unique to, to ours. They were the, the physical witnesses of Jesus' 
life, his teaching, his miracles, his death, his resurrection, and his ascension as well. Um, as we're reminded in verse, verse 3, they saw the resurrected Jesus in a way that none of us have. Uh, the apostles are the ones who God chose to, to pioneer the spread of the gospel from Jerusalem out to the ends of the earth. Um, but although none of us are apostles, we also continue in step with their ministry. As we trust in Jesus and as we receive the Spirit, we're called into God's mission plan. And as we're told later on in Acts, the Holy Spirit is a witness to Jesus in the exact same way that the apostles were. He witnesses to us so that we can witness to others. And so we live in step with the apostles, both through the witness of the Holy Spirit and also through the witness of the Bible as well. Now, the Bible is a record of the message that, that Jesus gave his chosen apostles to proclaim about himself. And so as we read the Bible, we're reading God's word to us. We're keeping that link with the very first messengers who God sent to make Jesus known. I find this, this idea, this, this image of being a witness, I find that a very helpful way for thinking through how I share about Jesus, how I go about making Jesus known. I've never been a, a witness in a court case before. Maybe there are people here who have. Um, I, I can imagine it's quite a confronting experience in times, particularly when you're, when you're getting questions thrown at you. But, but really, the job of a witness... It's not to invent this outlandish story and, and try to convince people that it's true, or at least it, it shouldn't be. The job of a witness is simply to say, this is what happened. This is what I saw. This is what I experienced. And so when we speak to people about Jesus, we're telling them, this is what the Bible says about Jesus. This is the way that Jesus has changed my life. And what people do with that is, is up to, well, it's between them and God. But our job is to witness faithfully. Now, I know that it's, it's more complicated than that at times. Difficult questions come up and all, all that sort of thing. I'm not trying to trivialize that. But, but at the root of it, to, to speak about Jesus is to witness faithfully to, to the way that he's shown himself to us the way that he's worked in our life. And so we're launching this year in step with Jesus, in step with the Holy Spirit, and in step with the apostles. There's an unfinished task to make Jesus known, not just in the northeast of Adelaide, but all over the world. People desperately need to hear about Jesus' death, about Jesus' resurrection, and turn to him and be saved while there's still time. At the CMS Summer Conference a couple of weeks ago, which is a sort of a once-a-year mission conference, we heard that almost half of the world's population is living in gospel poverty. Uh, so parts of the world where less than 2% of people know Jesus. 
And even here in, in our city of churches, there's a good chance that you are the only person your next door neighbor knows who follows Jesus. It's a bit overwhelming to dwell on. And that's healthy in a way. The, the book of Acts ought to make us uncomfortable as we think about this, this global mission. But it should also give us great confidence because it shows us that we are part of something that cannot fail. We're part of something that cannot fail. The gospel, by God's power, will break new ground. Jesus will be trusted in unlikely places. God will build his church to all the ends of the earth. That's the message of the book of Acts. And so let's launch this year with God's mission purposes in mind. Let's commit not to being a, a cruise ship church where our, our comforts and our tastes are the, are the main thing. Let's commit to being a rescue boat church, a church that's on about making Jesus known to people who are drowning without him. We're going to run a number of events this year that we're, we're particularly trying to, to proclaim Jesus for people who don't know him. Stephen mentioned a couple just earlier. We've got our Easter and Christmas services. It's, it's February now and Easter is in March, if that kind of gives you a bit of a mental picture of how quickly the year is moving. Uh, we've got our Next Life series, which kicks off in May. Uh, we've got our Big Questions series later on in the year as well, which we'll hear more about later. Don't leave it until the week before these events to, to think about who to invite along. Think about it and pray about it now. In our community groups this week, we're going to be sharing and praying about people who we'd love to see come to know Jesus this year. Uh, it would be great to think through what are the small steps that we can take in those relationships. Obviously, prayer is the, the big first step, but, but what are those small steps that we can take? Maybe it's carving out time to have our neighbours over for dinner sometime. Uh, maybe it's inviting someone along to our crabbing event that's coming up and introducing them to, to a few of our church friends. Our, um, our church vision statement is loving God, loving God's people, and leading people to Jesus. It just threw me for a second. That was a different graphic to the one I had in. We must have changed our graphic, which is also quite exciting. More, more exciting changes this year. So loving God, loving God's people, leading people to Jesus. It's only as we're loving, trusting delighting in God and, and loving getting to know, doing life with the people here at church, that, that we have that solid foundation to lead people to Jesus. It's not something we can just do on our own steam. And so can I encourage all of us as we launch for 2024 to go all in this year? To go all in this year. I'm committing to, to being here each Sunday being in a community group, if you, if you have the capacity for that, uh, serving on one of our ministry teams. Our teams, they're, they're not just about getting jobs done so that each Sunday can happen. They're, they're about building relationships with one another and growing in Jesus as we serve one another. So will you go all in 
this year. That's going to look different for, for each one of us with our different capacities, different seasons in life, different, different things that are going on. But it's worth taking a moment to think what that might look like for you this year and to work towards it in step with Jesus, in step with the Spirit, in step with the apostles, and in step with God's heart to see Jesus made known everywhere. Let's pray. God, we thank you for the message of Jesus' death and resurrection, which has come to us, passed down from your apostles, guided by your spirit, made possible by your son, proclaimed to each one of us by someone, proclaimed to them by someone else. Help us to be a church that launches this year and remains in step with your desire to see more and more people know Jesus. And we pray that you would use us to lead many people to him for your glory. Amen.